the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Morena. Yeah, it's great to be together, isn't it? In the flesh. Matthew 13 verse 25 says, But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went away. Today we are starting a new series in Matthew 13 where where Jesus taught his disciples seven prophetic parables about the kingdom of heaven. We've already done the, the first one um, a few weeks ago. Uh, that was the, We talked about the woman at the well, but before that, in Matthew, we had the, uh, the soils, the type of soils. But today we're starting the seven parables about the kingdom of heaven. And I'm just really excited about this series of um, parables as they follow on from Revelation and our Renew Together series. Because as I've been praying into uh, these parables, I believe the Lord is saying that they are still as prophetic now as they were back then. These seven parables that Jesus brought to the people of the kingdom of heaven. Some are calling the times we're living in right now uh, the year of the great resignation. So many people passing up, giving up their, their roles. But evil only prospers when good men do nothing. And we, the church, are children of the light. Amen? And we are the light of the world. Troubles come and troubles go. But our God is faithful to every generation. One of my first memories of things going wrong as a preschooler was an after-work family eeling expedition to the back of the farm. At short notice, my dad uh, announced that we were all all going eeling, and this was a really rare treat for dad to knock off early. So we all bundled into the V8 Chevy and headed for the lake. I'm not kidding. It was two-tone green. Um, <laughs> and we headed for the lake on the flats. It was pretty late in the day arriving there, but we kids were just so into uh, this family moment and the, the possibility of catching an eel that we didn't really notice that the darkness was creeping up on us. And then soon it was so dark we could barely see where we were heading. And, um, and my brother was sent to turn the lights on in the Chevy while we all packed up. And, you know, as you guessed it, it took a while for seven of us to get organized into the car and all the stuff we took that we didn't really need and all the unused items. But by this time, we got in and the Chevy went, the four massive headlights had drained the battery and we were stranded. So my, my hero brother, nine years older, was quickly sent running for the tractor and a chain. <laughs> you know, I most likely would never have remembered this story uh, that night if everything had gone smoothly. But because we were down but not out and we beat all the odds, it's firmly etched into our family memories. 
You know, we the church are kind of in that twilight zone, gathering up all the familiar items of life pre-COVID with a sense of grieving, you know, what, what, we, what was. And, and grieving is like having a flat battery. And the family are all saying, what do we do now? And I'm going to say this morning that it's what we do and say now, what we speak out, we heard about this yesterday, what we do now and what we say now will be the way that will redirect our hearts and minds and, and reach disillusioned whānau and community who don't have hope. It will redirect them back on track and us. This darkness has crept up on us. But if we stick at it and keep the faith, we will come through stronger and we'll look back one day and say, remember when God rescued us and the darkness did not overcome us. Let's turn to Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30 and read the first of these parables. Matthew 13, 24. Jesus presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Do you want us to then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, for a while, for while you are gathering up the tears, you may uproot the wheat also with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I'll say to the reapers, first gather up the tears and bind them in bundles to burn them up and gather the wheat into my barn. As a a bit of an introduction to this series, we need to understand parables. Parables have a starting point that, uh, that a given audience can quickly and easily identify with. They can get it. The parable has a starting point that they get. They know about plants and seeds and fields. But they have a twist that reveals a much greater message about something they are not familiar with. And these seven parables Jesus taught concerning the kingdom of heaven are no exception. In a sense, Jesus transports the hearers whose hearts are open to deeper truths from the familiar to the mysteries of a kingdom that never known even existed. And the reason for this is that the stories are not really about wheat or dragnets or pearls they're about himself they're about Jesus Jesus is just not talking about the kingdom but by his very presence and actions he's bringing it his coming introduces the kingdom of heaven he is the evidence of something so amazing that is now and not yet in its fullness. The inauguration of the kingdom by Jesus the Messiah 
had already taken place at his birth. But the outward signs of its fulfillment were as yet still quite few at the time of these parables. So men did and still do reject it. It's not in its fulfillment yet. Indeed, it can only be accepted by those of us whose hearts have been made ready by Holy Spirit to receive it. You know, as we know, Jesus went on to be rejected and humiliated and shamed on the cross. And some would have said, he's lost. He's lost. Satan won. Jesus zero. They thought he'd lost for three days. Till the resurrection. And you know, although God chose to conceal the full glory that inherently belonged to Jesus in that moment, one day, one day it will be glorious and visible to all. And I mean all. So these parables are a prophetic glimpse in a, in, into a much bigger picture where the wonder, the majesty, and the glory of Jesus' kingdom will come in fullness and power. In the meantime, it is now and not yet. In this first kingdom parable, we're told good seed gets sown in good soil at a good rate, I presume, <laughs> because the crop was good. The guy who normally wins the maize growing competition has generally oversown and got away with it in a really wet summer. <laughs> the wheat really is a symbol for nourishment and in daily and as in daily bread. So the wheat really represents provision, daily bread for everyone in the everyone in the community. Everyone that's helped. It's good. It's a good thing. God has promised to be our provider. You know, there might be some here today that are really struggling, but God is our provider. If we look to him, he will protect his church and all places where he is king of kings. But, as we know, an enemy creeps in at night and sows tears. The tears or wheat, weeds, not wheat, weeds, the tears or weeds represent sin, selfish agendas, and agents of false belief, i.e. lies. Notice that the enemy creeps in. He does the damage and he leaves. That's Satan's trick, isn't it? That still is his tactic to do damage and then leave us to pick up the pieces. But God is consistent. He's faithful. He stays and he cares. So the first tear, and there's many more that we could think of, I'm sure, but I've just picked three. The first tear that I want to talk about this morning and bring out is sin. Sin. Sin either tries to make itself seem small, crouching at the door, as we see in Genesis 4 verse 7. He crouches at the sin, at the door. 
Yeah. Or it comes under the cover of darkness. You see, sin justifies itself by saying, oh, it's only a little lie. It only happened once. Oh, it isn't like me. This isn't really me to say something like that. Or the boss won't miss this. Everyone else is doing it. I deserve a bit of fun. It's only a rental. (laughs) That last one was a joke, sorry. (laughs) As a nation, we've become armchair critics of those trying to do good, who slip up publicly, while we tolerate and justify our own private sin. We need to learn to hate our own sin and confess that first, forgiving those who have sinned against us before bringing our gift of praise to Jesus for dying for our sin. The landowner said to the slaves, leave the tares till harvest. I'll deal with them in due time. See, God can't overlook sin. It has to be paid for. The great news is it already has been. His job is to judge it and destroy it, not ours. It's his job to judge it and destroy it. Secondly, the second tear, selfish agendas are like tears in the wheat. Wouldn't it be better if, is the mantra of those pushing their own agenda. This is not to be confused with constructive criticism. Where feedback is welcome or input is is required, you know, in the right setting. The left field, me-centered agendas usually come by stealth and are like tears in the wheat. Elisha saw right through his servant Gehazi's motives when he suddenly just sort of disappears to catch up with Naaman to sort of ask for the gift that Elisha had turned down. 2 Kings 5 verse 20. Selfish selfish agenda. Churches are wonderful when there's unity of purpose, but the enemy is constantly seeking to plant selfish agendas, especially when God is moving powerfully in our midst for good. Let's be on the guard against self-promotion, apathy, and dissatisfaction. I'll just say those again. Apathy, self-promotion, and dissatisfaction, the three worst kingdom killers. And finally, there's one more tear, and I don't want to end on a down buzz here, but finally the enemy, he does use agents of false belief or lies, essentially, to reduce the harvest and shade out the crop. And these individuals or groups, you know, have turned a half-truth into a doctrine. And they've established themselves in a place of influence. We read in 1 John 4 verses 1 to 6 about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And the true test of a doctrine is alignment with the whole word of God. It's true love for others and the Holy Spirit's confirmation. And finally, the confession that Jesus is Lord. John says, as we grow in Christ, he gives 
us gifts of discerning spirits. And by studying the true word of God, we can more easily detect the false. They say that the, the bank officers get to know a fake by studying genuine notes. When we study the word of God, when we memorize it, when we meditate on it, we get quite easily able to detect a false um, prophecy, a lie, whatever. To sum up, I think let's, let's just wind this up by saying let's seek first Christ's kingdom and let it consume our time and our thoughts so there's no room for the enemy. You know, one thing I've learned as a farmer is that uh, weeds and tears, the old name, they just love empty spaces. You know, if you've sort of cut the corner, or if you're like me and don't know how to turn the GPS on, <laughs> um, you can expect there to be some gaps <laughs> in the crop. And you can expect weeds to be there. You know, over this weekend, we've been so blessed to have had ministry for the results of sin, the results of selfish agendas, and the results of fake love or beliefs. And it's still not too late to allow Holy Spirit to heal those areas which missed out on that good seed, those gaps in the crop that have just got some, some weeds growing there. You know, there's no shame in not knowing the Father's love and at times in our life and healing at times when we were powerless to an enemy attack. Or we experienced a lack of good seed sown in love and genuine love. These are all the reasons why there are these, these tears, these, these gaps in our life. You know, the enemy dumps on us and leaves us. But God's plans are for us. They are for good. He sticks around to prosper our soul, our life, and our family, despite what life throws at us. And then there's eternity. Amen? With him, no less. So this kingdom is really about Jesus. Don't leave the vacuum for Satan to dump his rubbish on. And don't go it alone in these times. You know, lone rangers are a much easier target. So if the darkness is creeping in and you become aware of it and you realize that your batteries are flat, get some prayer, get help. Don't allow your life to end in tears. On the front page we had ending in tears. See what I did there? Question mark, question mark, question mark. No, it's not going to end in tears. <laughs> it's going to end with him, with Jesus. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this word, these prophetic parables to guide our thoughts towards your kingdom your rule and your reign now and forever lord you haven't revealed it fully yet 
but you will. And we look forward to that day. We relish the time when we'll see you face to face. Lord, right now we just know we've got to hold on, hold on tight to the hand of the one who does know and, and just, yeah, sidestep all those gaps and places where tears could grow, but also repent of things that, are, that have been done to allow them in. So, Lord, we just pray you would um, have your way in this world. Be Lord. Be Lord of our church here and the churches across this nation that are meeting in your name today. Lord, we just pray we just step into the newness and the life that you have for us. This abundant joy, this joy, exceedingly joyful life. We pray over those who are discouraged. We pray over those who have been working, working, working and haven't seen the result yet. Some of the heroes of the faith, Lord, did not see what they believed for. So we just want to keep on with you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.